0: And now, Electric City Suite, Episode 2, Orbiting Scranton. On the crisp early morning of February 20, 1962, a pretty young mother and her 12-year-old son step off a city bus on an icy Scranton, Pennsylvania street.
1: Let's go, Patty! Patty! Okay. It's cold. Come on. Okay. Boy. I'm sorry, but I have to get at the phone company in 45 minutes, and I cannot be late for work again. walk too fast. Patty.
2: Well, you do.
1: Patrick, do not kick that can. But... I mean it. If you scuff off those shoes, that's it. Good. I don't like these shoes. They're too Quit tight. With dragging your feet and come on. It's freezing, I swear. it said never swear. Don't tell me what I said, Patty. All right, please. I am not in the mood. Hey, look it. Patty, put down that stick. Looks like a leg bone. Drop it. Come on. Okay. Honestly, I think I'm gonna upchuck. Oh hush. But my tummy hurts, sweetie. I'm sorry, but right now I don't care. I've got to get to work. Don't know why I can't just stay at home. Who would take care of you? Nobody. Me? i I'm twelve. I'm not leaving you alone. I could watch TV. I thought you liked coming to Grandpa's house.
2: I do... I just... you know...
1: It's Grandpa's or school.
2: <sighs>
1: Boy. I'm hungry. I thought your tummy hurts. Uh,
2: it it does.
1: Are you faking? No. Patty, look at me. No, honest. Because you better not be faking.
2: I said I was going to
1: upchuck. Well, you better, Buster. Staying out of school, having to run you across town to your grandpa's, making me late for work, you better upchuck.
2: Chuck. <sighs> I will
1: now come on patty
2: i hate my name patty well i do
1: it's a perfectly good name
2: it's a girl's name
1: patrick is not a girl's name patty is though patty with two t's is a girl's name patty with two d's is short for patrick sounds like a girl's name well, it's not. Don't be silly.
2: Well, all the big kids call me Fatty
1: Patty. All the big kids are morons.
2: You said you shouldn't call people morons.
1: I- except for the big kids. Look, sweetie. I know you're having a hard time right now. I hate it. I wish I could make it better. I don't know how I can, but I wish I could. I just... Just stay away from them. But they're everywhere. Oh I know. Look, what do you want me to do? To talk to your teachers? No, I'm not a baby. I know, sweetie, but maybe right. <laughs> I... I can't call you Patty. I can't call you sweetie. What do you want me to call you? Hey you I like what grandpa calls me. Well, I am not calling you bolts. Sounds tough. It sounds like hardware. He said it's because I was fast as a lightning bolt. Yeah, well, Grandpa can never remember anyone's real name, so he gives everyone nicknames. Did he give you one when you were a little girl? Yes. He did? What? (laughs) Uh Uh-uh. What? Nope.
2: What? What did he call you?
1: Stinker. Stinker? (laughs) Boy. Stop laughing. I thought you were sick. (laughs) Stinker. Alright, very funny, very funny. Now here. We're here now. Scoot. Hey, there's Grandpa's car. Patty! Wow, I'm gonna get a Studebaker someday, just like Grandpa's. just make sure yours actually runs
2: hey i know maybe grandpa will teach me how to drive someday
1: well he'd probably like that now now come on patty lord and pick up grandpa's paper pop can i watch tv ask your grandpa hey pop
0: I don't know who you people are, but I'm calling the cops.
2: Hi, Grandpa. Here's your paper.
0: Whoa! Wait, wait a minute. I know you. How you doing, Bolts? Got the pukes, huh? Yeah. Be careful while you aim that stuff, okay? I just cleaned up the joint.
1: <laughs> Jeez. Patty, hang up your coat. Yes, ma'am. Thanks for helping us out, Pop.
0: No problem. I'll send you my bill. Hey, come here, hotshot. Let me check behind your ears. Okay. You keeping it clean back here? Uh Uh-huh. Let's see. Whoa. Hey, hold the bus. What's this? What's this? Bingo, bango, bongo. Ta-da! Huh? A quarter? A quarter, huh? Wow. How about that? Yeah. Still keeping your dough behind your ears, huh? Good for you. Never trust banks.
1: Pop, don't listen to him, Patty. I won't.
0: Here's your quarter.
2: Thanks. Grandpa, can I watch cartoons?
0: Channel 9. Tom and Jerry. I know. Boy, you're right. He's pretty sick. He woke up this morning
1: complaining about his stomach. He felt a little warm. I thought maybe he'd pick up a bug, but I don't know. I'm beginning to think he's got a case of the hookies. He's having a rough time at school.
0: Yeah, I sort of figured.
1: They're talking about holding him back, Pop. If things don't improve, his teacher says they're going to flunk him. I mean, she says he doesn't pay attention. hes He says reading confuses him and that he's stupid. He, his only friend in class moved to Jersey. And these little snots on the playground have been calling him Fatty Patty.
0: Gee, that's making my stomach hurt.
1: And on top of that, all the kids are teasing him about his daddy being a guest of the state of Pennsylvania.
0: Poor kid. How'd that get out? Who
1: knows? You know, kids, the snots. It All it takes is one person to hear something and then think... <sighs> Listen, you have anything I could grab? Toast, bagel, anything I ran out without breakfast.
0: Got a bag of those litter-powdered donuts from Wegmans yesterday. Happy self.
1: Well... Oh. I have maybe five minutes before I gotta hit the bricks. <laughs> I'm starving. Oh, by the time I got Patty moving, I didn't have time to eat. Bus pulled out and round the corner so I didn't have any time to stop. Mmm, had to chase him halfway down the block. Mmm, good. Don't get them near Patty.
0: Don't think that's gonna be a worry. You ate everything but the bag. need some milk. Look, sit, 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 sit. You got a couple of minutes? Let me get the milk. So, how's the telephone operator racket?
1: Picking up.
0: Ha ha, good one. You know, I called the operator the other day. That's so. Sounded a bit like you.
1: How about that?
0: Was it? No. Would you tell me if it was? No. So it might have been you.
1: It might have been.
0: Sounded like you.
1: Pop, I can't talk to you when I'm at work, even if you got through to me, which you didn't. They listen in sometimes. They'd know. I'd get fired.
0: Fine, fine.
1: So why did you call?
0: Just thought I'd give it a shot. Call information. Maybe get my only daughter, who hadn't heard from in a while, on the other end.
1: Oh, for crying out loud.
0: I was feeling lucky, kind of like fishing.
1: You're not going to guilt me, I don't have time.
0: You don't have time for guilt? Boy, some Catholic you turned out to be. Where did I go wrong?
1: So, how do you feel?
0: Fit as a fiddle, ready for love.
1: You look tired, Pop.
0: So? So do you.
1: I'm beat, but I got a 12-year-old no car and a husband I can only see on visiting days. What's your excuse?
0: Retirement.
1: (coughs) You go to the doctor yesterday? Yeah. What'd he say about that cough? Uh,
0: Let me tell you about that young Dr. Snyder. His name's Skip. Did you know that? Dr. Skip Snyder. He hasn't even started to shave yet. And he thinks he can tell me what I can and cannot do. I would like to know just when he got so smart.
1: When he went to med school. Come on, he's a good doctor.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. So I hear.
1: What did he say?
0: He said I've got the lungs of a newborn who smokes four packs a day.
1: No, Pop,
0: please. Ah, you know, no different, no worse, no better.
1: What did he say? What's causing it?
0: (sighs) Bets, what's wrong with me is I'm a worn out old man.
1: You're only 55.
0: Yeah, but coming from a family of coal miners, I'm like Methuselah.
1: I'm not going to listen to this.
0: I've lived longer than any man in the history of my family. Let me enjoy my achievement in peace. Quit joking. Why? Look, we both know what this is. Even Skippy the doctor knows. <sighs> yeah. Bets. it's what you pay for the life. My grandpa, two uncles, they all had this. My old man, my old man lost his arm and got this. It's like the family curse. You work in the mine, you breathe. You work enough and breathe enough, your lungs get shot, that's it. It's the cost of doing business, putting food on the table, making a life for you and your mother. Hey, look, today I'm feeling okay, okay? Besides, the doc tells me I got maybe as much as another couple of years. Maybe more if I eat my Wheaties.
1: Yeah, well, just don't give up, okay?
0: I'm not giving up nothing. Because I hate
1: it when you talk like you're giving up.
0: What did I just say? Well, don't. You know, you remind me of your mother. I do, huh? Yeah, she used to try to push me around, too.
1: Holy cow! I don't want to chase another bus. I gotta go.
0: So go! Go! Maybe I'll call information again just to hear you say, number, please!
1: I told you, you can't guilt me. Watch what he eats and listen. Talk to him if you get the chance. Always makes him feel better to listen to your nonsense.
0: It always makes me feel better talking my nonsense.
1: Gotta scoot, sweetie. Feel better, all right? Cartoons aren't on. All right, John Glenn. Boy. Well, you can watch the blast off with Grandpa.
0: Hey, there you go. Oh, it's gonna be some history, boy. I've been looking forward to this for weeks. I mean, first, by God, American to fly around the world in a spaceship? Holy cow. Big things, Bolts. Big things. Something you'll remember, no kidding, the rest of your life.
2: <laughs> I wanted to see Tom and Jerry.
0: Yeah, well, me too. But you can't stop progress. Good luck, Pop. Yeah, we'll be okay.
1: Thanks again, I'll pick him up around six. Be good!
0: We will! Okay, so now that your mom's out of the way, we'll break out the good stuff. Come with me. Where? Kitchen. Mm. Gonna be some magic in, what? They're saying about 30 minutes? Gotta be up and at 'em, them. Little teen, what do you say? <sighs> no, thank you. Come on, pick you up, stand you straight. All right. Sure, glass, little meal, here. Hand me that spoon there, kiddo. And one, two. Directions say one heaping spoonful, but I double it up. Figure, you know, why not live a little, huh? Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Besides, it tastes better that way, doesn't it? Take a sip of that, you know you got something on the other end.
2: Mom won't let me take it any other way.
0: No, really?
2: She says it'll make me fatter.
0: Oh, well, you know, I'm thinking every once in a while, right? Right. Right is right. So, big things today, huh? I don't know. You don't know?
2: I mean, I guess. We've been talking about it in school,
0: Then there you go!
2: (sighs) Miss Miller's bringing a TV in class today so we could watch the blast-off.
0: TV? In school? Uh-huh. Huh. Huh. Well, it's a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, that's for sure. I know. Well, you can still watch it here with me, you know.
2: Yeah, but she was also going to bring cookies.
0: Bet she doesn't have Ovaltine, though, does she? No. See? Count your blessings. Okay. You ever hear that before? That saying, count your blessings?
2: Uh Uh-huh. I heard it at church. You know, Father Bob.
0: Yeah? I
2: came up with four. Four blessings.
0: Four, huh? Huh? (laughs) <laughs> well, now you got five. Oval teen with your grandpa watching John Glenn. Number 5 okie Okey-doke. Double shot of drink up. I won't squeal on you. Thanks, Grandpa. Good. Uh-huh. Chasing away that stomach bug, isn't it? I guess. Thought it would.
2: I wish I didn't ever have to go back to school.
0: Kids are giving you the business, huh?
2: <sighs> yes,
0: sir. Why is that? You suppose
2: I'm fat.
0: Oh, you are. Yeah. Huh. Well, you got some meat on you. No question of that.
2: I don't like being fat.
0: I don't like being old, but. I am what I am. (laughs) Popeye. Who's giving you the business?
2: I don't know. Everybody, I guess. The big kids, mainly.
0: Big kids, huh? The eighth graders. Oh, well, eighth graders. Let me tell you about eighth graders. There are no worse human beings on the planet. Eighth graders have been terrorizing little kids since probably, I'm thinking, 1892. Nuh-uh. Absolutely. Ever since October 7th, 1892. It was, I believe, a Thursday. They know this for a fact. Grandpa. Take it from me. I know whereof I speak.
2: How do you know?
0: Big kids used to give me the business all the time. Only for me, it was because I was small. You? Oh, I was a real runt. When I was maybe, I'm thinking 10, the big kids actually picked me up and hung me by my belt on a coat hook behind this closet door at school. (laughs) Really? Closed the door, left me in there. Dangling, in the dark.
2: How long did you stay in there?
0: Till I grew big enough to get myself down. A couple of years.
2: Go <laughs> on, Grandpa. How long?
0: Long enough.
2: Boy, bet you were mad.
0: Oh, sure.
2: Did you get even?
0: Are you kidding? I was small, and there was four of them. Of course I did. <laughs> What'd you do? Bit him on the knees. No, I, I was like a flea. I was so small and fast, they never knew what hit him. Everybody enjoys taking and having pictures. Grandpa, I'm, I'm all right. Just <laughs> need to sit down for a second. <laughs> 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 Musta suck sucked something down the wrong pipe. I'll be all right. Just <laughs> let me. <laughs>
2: are you sick, Grandpa?
0: Right now? Are you? Why are you asking me that?
2: Mom says. To you? Uh-uh. I heard her talking to, uh, Vicky.
0: Vicky, huh? Yeah. Oh, nice. Who's Vicky? Thanks a lot,
2: Dave. She, uh, she lives upstairs. She has big yellow hair, and Mama says she smokes too much.
0: Oh, that Vicky.
2: He came down the other night to borrow the TV guide and have some coffee. They were talking real low, but I could hear.
0: You got big ears. I do? Just an expression. Don't worry. Your ears are fine. What I mean is, you need to be careful listening to private conversations that don't concern you. I know. You hear me?
2: Yes, sir. So are you?
0: Just got this cough is all.
2: Because of the mines? What mama says?
0: Well... I spent a lot of years working down there, a mile or so, breathing in all that stuff. So, yeah. Hmm. Listen, okay? I want you to promise me something, all right?
2: I guess.
0: I'm serious. Okay. Stay out of the mines. Oh. Our whole family Every man going back, probably forever, ever since the first McBride came over. We spent our lives hidden away underground. Don't do like me, all right? Be the first from our family to work somewhere you can feel the sun and the wind. Stay out of the mines.
2: But Miss Miller told me in reading class that if I didn't do better in school, the only place that I could get a job is in the mines. And when all the kids heard that, they said I'm probably too fat to work in a mine. That i just get stuck. And then one of the kids said that the, probably the only job I could get was making license plates with my daddy in the prison.
0: Oh.
2: Stupid. I hate him. I hate him so much. I don't know why he... Why do you have to do that, Grandpa?
0: I don't know, Boltz. I'm pretty mad at him, too. It's hard sometimes, isn't it? Yes, sir. All right. Desperate times calls for desperate measures. What? Can I trust you?
2: I I, I guess.
0: Good. Come with me. We haven't much time.
2: What are we doing?
0: Turn down the TV while I get something out of this closet here. Our young
2: man takes a- okay.
0: No, check the front window. Uh Huh? You see anybody or anything that looks to you suspicious?
2: Uh-uh, uh, no.
0: Good, 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 good. All right, here we go. What is it, Grandpa? See this? Looks like a cigar box. So it appears. Other than me, you're the only person in the world who's ever seen it. Really? You mustn't tell anyone of the existence of this box. Uh, Okay, I won't. What's contained inside are what you could call various items. Items? Yes. Items. Which are very powerful. Very mysterious. Really, Grandpa? Look at this right here. You know what this is?
2: A key?
0: My old man, your great-grandpa, he gave me this key the night before my first day working in the mine. I was twelve, maybe. Same as me. Same as you, absolutely. The old man calls me over, says to me, he says, if you're old enough to go to work to take care of this family, you're old enough to come and go as you please. Gave me this key to our front door. How about that, huh? Yeah. I felt grown then, boy. Only present my old man ever gave me. He'd had it made special. And I kept it to this day. I mean, look at it. Yeah. Now, here, hold it. Can you feel it? What? Three generations. We all held this very same key in our hands, huh? Wow. Yeah, that's who you are, boy. Remember. Okay. Now, this. Know what this is? Looks like a little book. It's a magic trick. When I was a kid, I'd seen this magician over at the Old Poly. Very mysterious. Very wise. He taught me many things. Anyway, I saved up 20 cents and sent away for it. This is how I learned the mystical and hitherto untold secret, of pulling quarters out of thin air. Boy. The secrets contained in this little book can only be revealed 20 years after my death. After I'm gone, I'm gonna entrust you with it. It mustn't fall into the wrong hands. Yes, sir. What's this? Oh well this. See, this right here. This is just a baseball card. Yeah. My best friend was this kid named Henry Biddle. He gave me this. I think I traded him something for it. I don't remember what. Honus. Honus. Honus Wagner. Yeah. He was some old time ball player. I mean, It's no Mickey Mantle. It's just this old card. Dude didn't mean anything, but not worth nothing. I kept it all these years, cause when I look at it, I think about my pal and all the times we had. Yeah, old Henry. It's good to have a best friend, isn't it?
2: My friend named Davey moved to New Jersey.
0: I heard, boy, huh? Yeah. Let me ask you, you got anything belongs to your buddy?
2: Yeah, he he gave me some of his Donald Duck comic books before he left.
0: Keep them, keep them safe and you'll always remember your friend. Yes, sir. Now, finally, where, ah, ah, here we go. This is what I was looking for. Now, look at this. How about this, huh? Just looks like a kind of badge with a ribbon. It's what it is.
2: Looks like that vote for Kennedy button you used to wear.
0: Uh-huh. See what it says?
2: What? Lyn D? Is that who that man is?
0: Absolutely. Lucky Lindy. You know who he was? Nuh-uh. I didn't think so. See, when I was, I'm thinking, 18, maybe 19, I'd already been in the mines, oh, what, six, seven years at that point, and I knew that was my life, working eight, ten hours a day in the black hole in the ground. That was it. Now don't get me wrong, I was fortunate for the work, but I was still young, and I still had this little glimmer in my mind that maybe somehow I could have a, a better life. I just didn't see how, you know what I mean?
2: <sighs> yes, sir, I do.
0: <laughs> you know, I think you probably do. Anyhow, around this time, there was this guy named Lindbergh, Charles Lindbergh, Lucky Lindy, wasn't that much older than me at the time. But what he did was he gets in this little airplane he had, and he flies all by himself all the way across the ocean, landed over there in Europe somewhere. People went nuts. First time anyone ever did something like that. I mean, it took him almost, listen to this, took him almost a whole day and a half without stopping. But he did it. <laughs> what? What? How do you go to the bathroom? No one to this day knows. Boy. Thing is, when old Lindy does this amazing thing, it was as if everybody realized, you know, that, that just about anything was possible. And for me, working down in that hole, 18 years old, wondering what more is there? The idea that you could just reach all the way across the ocean. This was something I could hardly imagine. It gave me hope. Gave me something to dream about. But why do you have this badge? Well, what happened was, Lucky Lindy, he comes back home, see? And he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. He's all people can talk about. So they decided to throw this big parade for him up in New York City. Going to be the biggest parade in the history of the world, probably, they say. The mayor, the governor, the president, they're all going to be there, someone said. Don't think they showed up. But me and my buddy Henry, we've been pals since we were only eh, so big. We decide that parade is the place to be. So we hook a ride on a train to New York. We never been out of Scranton, you understand. And when we got there, we got no idea where we are. So we just figured we'd follow the crowds and hope they lead us to the parade. We got nothing to eat except this hunk of bread Henry's mom had sent with us. We spent most of the day standing there, nibbling on the bread and waiting. Finally, here comes Lucky Lindy in his big car, waving, you know, the way they do in parades smiling, this kind of embarrassed smile, you know? Me and Henry were waving our caps and yelling and cheering along with everybody else. Lindy drives by and that was it. Took maybe 15 seconds. Oh, parade was over. Me and Henry retraced our steps, hopped back on the train, got back in Scranton and went back to work in the mines for the next 30 years.
2: But the badge
0: Oh, well (laughs) Me and Henry are standing on this train platform And I look down And there it is Just lying at my feet I bend over, pick it up And I'm looking at it Figuring, hey, I got a souvenir When out of the corner of my eye I see the prettiest little redhead Looking at me with this sort of Laughing, kind of Smile in her eyes like she was saying look at this character picking up this garbage off the street acting like he found some treasure and that was it boy turns out she's there with her aunt for the same reasons we are and is heading back to port jervis where she lived we start talking and by the time i got home i knew boy i knew that was it
2: that was grandma
0: we got married the next year. Year after that, along comes your mama. And I realized I had what I'd wanted at the very beginning, a better life.
2: But you were still in
0: the mines. Yeah, yeah, I was. But see, I had two bolts because I had my little family. See, that's what a man does, son. Takes care of his people the best way he can, you see? I see. Makes it all, every bit of it, worthwhile. So, I spent most of the rest of my whole life deep, deep in a hole in the ground, hunkered down, digging, digging, digging in the dark, feeling like the weight of the world was on my back. But to keep myself alive, who I really was in my heart, you see, was always somewhere up there, up and around, free, Flying, like Lucky Lindy. Like John Glenn. Like John Glenn, absolutely. So, that's the badge, and that's the box, and someday this box and all the wonders it contains will be yours to keep and to add to. No fooling? No fooling. But listen to me now, you listening? Uh Uh-huh. Don't you ever let nobody, I don't care who, big kids, teachers, nobody, tell you who you can be. You can be anything you want to be. You understand me? Yes, sir. Good, good. Thanks, Grandpa. So, what do you think you'd like to be when you're grown? A truck driver. Huh. So, why you want to drive a truck? They're big and fast and carry a lot of things. Well, truck driver's a good thing to be, so long as you're a good truck driver. Yeah. Every man needs a dream, Bolts. Everybody needs a dream. All right. We gotta get old John Glenn on his way. Turn on the TV. Whoa. Hey, look at that. Wow. I'm thinking he might actually pull it off today. Wonder if he's scared. You kidding me? He's having a time of his life, boy.
2: Yeah.
1: Hey, listen, got
0: your oval team? Right here. The Give me a Mercury slug. Is out. Man, a that's T-minus good. Double scoop does it. Ready for some magic bolts? Yes, sir.
1: T-minus 10 seconds. Counting 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. Ignition. Lift off
0: the MA6. Wow! Well, this is nice. I don't know what is.
1: This has been a production of the JCPL Radio Theater Club. Orbiting Scranton was written by Ed Simpson. Betsy Dennehy was played by Katherine Hawes. Patty Denehy was played by Spencer Kingsley. Dan McBride was played by Adam Higginbottom. Music licensing by
2: Shutterstock.